You're listening to episode two of the Mad Chatters podcast, October 8th, 2014. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. I am Derek, and I'm here with my fellow host, Jeremy. That's me. And Matthew. I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world right now. First of all, let's get right to it. Maelstrom closed. Yeah, hopefully not Ebola. (laughs) Right now, let's just touch on uh, Maelstrom for a second. (laughs) Yesterday, on the day recording this, we are one day past the final sailing of Maelstrom. How are you guys feeling? I must say, I am devastated. And it's weird because I didn't realize how devastated I was until I started to see all of the pictures and videos and things on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook yesterday. But I took this a lot harder than I expected. I really felt, or feel, still feel, disappointed by this whole closing. It's very sad. It is sad. I've loved it since the very first time we wrote it. And I'm the same way when I saw all those tweets today of like the locked doors and the signs all covered up. I was like, oh my. Well, this morning when I was thinking about it, I was finally able to put some words to how I was feeling and why I was feeling them. And I think I'm so upset about it because Maelstrom was so unique. You will never find that anywhere again. There mm-hmm. will never be a Viking adventure that had the charm and the uh, just everything that it had. You're going to find Frozen rides again. You're going to find Frozen attractions. You're going to find Frozen everything, but you will never find the Maelstrom again. So it really is the end of an era. And uh, really, I think this marks a huge turning point in the Disney company that they're willing to sacrifice something so unique for something so mainstream. Mm. It, it's going to be an interesting way to see it's going to be interesting to see the consequences of this down the road. Indeed. Yeah. I, I didn't think about it. Uh, I guess it was the same way. And when it closed and you see all the news and all the, uh, the attention that the closing got, you really don't think about um, how it's going to affect you till that happens. But I was not one of the fanboys or the fan people that are just mad because they're closing something. You know, I didn't just jump on the bandwagon and get mad because they're closing Maelstrom. I have loved Maelstrom since I was, I don't know, the first time I wrote it and remember it, I was probably eight. Eight. So I have ridden it and ridden it and ridden it since then. And it was um, my cousin Logan and I's favorite ride to do there at Epcot at night. So it's got some memories wrapped up in it. And they're gone forever. And it just has so many great lines in it, too. I was thinking about all the, you know, you are not the first to pass this way and disappear, disappear. And the spirit (laughs) of Norway will always be adventure. You know, those are great lines for a three-minute attraction. Yeah, Yeah, They they last. Every time I hear the word disappear in my head, I always say disappear, disappear, disappear. disappear. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is sad. But when one door closes, as they say, another door opens. And down mm. at the other end of World Showcase, Love we is had, an open door. And, <laughs> and that, too, I think someone said With that. You. Mm-hmm. Um, at the other end of World Showcase, in the Canada Pavilion, we got something new. So, Matt, why don't you tell us about that? Well, as you all know, the very popular, with a, a wide following band, Off Kilter, yes. is now gone. The Celtic mm. Rock Band. 
you know, the Celtic rock band that once occupied the little itty-bitty stage right as you exit, well, I guess, whichever way you're coming, as you're leaving the Canada Pavilion going towards the UK Pavilion. So they're gone, and in their place they have rigged up a lumberjack show. Which, now, when I saw the headlines that they were doing that, I thought, this is going to be pretty cool. They can set it up out there in the open. I was thinking it would be like in a field or in the, the open grassy area there, but it's at that stage. And the people they have doing it, I didn't know this until I was looking on the, the forums and all. But the people they got to do it are um, a company called the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show. Mm. And they have a few videos on YouTube. And I'm going to tell you, the first thing I thought when I watched the video of the actual performance at Canada that happened yesterday, I think the first one on Sunday, uh, I thought this is something that would do really well at like a trashy state fair. <laughs> I thought I'm like watching a state fair show, like, you know, the monkey and the demolition derby. And then right next door is the, the lumberjack show. <laughs> um, it's so just it's, terrible. So it's, it's two teams. But sure enough, sure enough. They have traveled the state fair circuit for quite a while before they got their of big break. Of course they have. The well, first of all, nothing says Canada like a lumberjack show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad they brought this to the Canada Pavilion. And it's basically, what, two teams of men competing against each other in, like, chainsaw challenges and axe yes. throwing. Yeah, but they try to script it. There's some scripted, like, oh, comedy no. moments that are just awful. And the guy leading it, you can tell that he's done this for, like, 20 years, and so every single line sounds so rehearsed. It's oh, just no. awful. Just looking at it just looks awful. Were you an off-kilter fan? No, but I like Celtic music. Yeah. Uh, people are upset because the Lumberjack thing, whatever. They're based in Florida. They're not Canadian. Mm-hmm. Their their company was called the Paul Bunyan, which is a very American thing. But you know that that's beside the point. You know Celtic music isn't necessarily, you know, whatever. Well, they're bringing to Canada, but no, but they're bringing Celtic music, I believe, to the UK Pavilion. One of the pavilions is getting a new Celtic band because this is kind of a, an overhaul of all the live, um, the live. I don't know what you call them, but groups that perform their live performers entertainment. There you go. And, mm-hmm. like, the World Showcase players in the U.K. are leaving and Moroccan are leaving. But in its place, one of the performances that's coming is a, another Celtic band. So you can get Celtic music and Lumberjack. I mean, show. it is the best of both worlds coming to World I'm Showcase. Still, um, I'll have to wait till I see it in person if I ever care to stop and watch. But yeah. just watching it online, it didn't seem very impressive. I don't think they'll stick around very long. Yeah. I mean, I like what they're trying to do. Um, and I guess stereotypes like they went straight to lumberjacks but i don't know i hate it all i don't want it my father used to watch these kind of things on espn on saturday mornings they would have these who can lift the tree trunk the the highest and the furthest and all this junk and these guys have been on espn yeah Ah, i was gonna say it really does (laughs) it really does sound exactly like what you were just describing based on the video i saw I have no interest. Bring back uh, off kilter. I well, was not. It's a not even fan, an impressive but... lumberjack show. It's not impressive. It's really small scale. They're they're tossing axes like five feet away. <laughs> yeah. The, the last challenge was they had to chop wood. I mean, right? Like that's, that's all terrific. they did. There was a log, and they were. It's all they do in Canada, it. don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's yay. all they're about. But anyway, <laughs> uh, one more piece of news is. Over in Magic Kingdom, the Yankee Trader Store has now been converted to a Haunted Mansion-only 
Haunted Mansion merchandise only store right as you exit Haunted Mansion, which in my mind just kind of makes sense. I mean, Pirates has that giant store as you walk out full of pirate memorabilia and all that kind of stuff. I just um, hope this doesn't go the way of so many stores in the Magic Kingdom and around the world where they start out with this great idea of selling exclusive merchandise. But then after a while, it just sells the same generic stuff that the rest of the shops do. So hopefully this is going to be a um, Haunted Mansion store that they do sell Haunted Mansion-related items. And it's not just stuff that you can buy anywhere, like in the Emporium. And, which no, is, no. I've seen some pictures, and it is very Haunted Mansion-y. Very nice. yeah, I know. And they usually start, start that finish. way, is my uh, thing. But they never you know, finish that way, unfortunately. It, it'll be a vinyl, Vinylmation store before the end of the year, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. The first week, people were lined out the door, and they had to, like, hold people at the end of the line because there were too many people inside and stuff like that. Well, and I'm thinking about Villains in Vogue over at Hollywood Studios, where that was actually sold Villains merchandise, and Mm -hmm. then it slowly became Vinylmation. So, hopefully it lasts, though. Right. Well, way to be optimistic. That's great. Um, I'm I'm being the realist tonight. (laughs) Okay, we've switched roles, I think. Um, All right. Well, I think that's it for the news at Disney World. And uh, we're going to take a little break right now and tell us, tell you who's sponsoring us in a way. And that is the tea we're drinking tonight. So everybody, why don't you share what kind of tea we're drinking at this tea party us Mad Hatters are having? I think that we're more than likely sponsoring them, but it's all right. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get nothing free. Or advertisement (laughs) for them. I'm drinking Prince of Wales tea tonight. What is that? It's a very traditional dark tea. I'm flavoring or anything, just regular oh. old tea. Very, Very nice. old manish. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Lady Grey tea, which I have been on a Lady Grey tick. tick. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say tick? It sounds like a tea is waiting to happen. <laughs> Why did I say tick? That doesn't even make and, sense. And what did you put in your Lady Grey tea? <laughs> well, let me try that again. <laughs> I'm drinking Lady Grey tea. I have been on a Lady Grey streak for the last few months. I love Lady Grey tea. I love how it has just a hint of the citrus and very good. So I recommend some Lady Grey. Twinings, you can't beat. All right. Well, I do not drink hot tea, but I had some lovely iced sweet tea about half an hour ago. So That's awful. Sorry. I know. I'm Get sorry. One day, one day I'll be able to do it. But you maybe haven't I'll... watched Alice in Wonderland and... That, I told you that in confidence, Matthew. <laughs> You uncultured swine. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the recent trip that Jeremy and I took to Anaheim and kind of what our first impressions were of Disneyland compared to Disney World. Um, But before we do that, one thing Jeremy did on that trip is a guided tour. So, Jeremy, why don't you give us a review of that tour? What did you think? What did you do? Well... Let me start by saying, if you know me, one of the things that I love is history. And I just love, especially when I get in, in, into a fandom or anything like that, I love experiencing that, especially the roots of it. And so when I became a Disney fan, I really felt connected to Walt. I would actually say after Jesus Christ, no one has changed my life more than Walt Disney. Oh, I'm that serious about it. So. Amen. When I heard about the Walking with Walt tour at, or Walking in Walt's Footsteps tour at uh, Disneyland, I immediately wanted to go. Of course, this came out like in 2010, they started doing this. Well, our trip came up, and, you know, everybody I talked to, there was two things I was excited about doing. I mean, lots of other things, but two things specifically I spoke about the Walking in Walt's Footsteps tour 
and eating the dill pickle popcorn in <laughs> Cars Land. Those were the two things that I wanted more than anything. So, Neither of which was on my list, but go ahead. <laughs> well, three weeks out from our trip, I made my reservation through the uh, Disneyland call center, whatever. And I made sure this is the walking in Walt Disney's footsteps tour where you go into the Walt's apartment, right? Over the fire station, because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to be in that room. I wanted to feel that room's energy. And I wanted to feel the the spirit of Walt there. That's where he stood when Disneyland opened. The lamp is there that represents his presence in the park. I mean, I just wanted to be there. I was paying $87 and some change because I got the Disney Visa card discount to stand in that room. That's what it was all about for me. So I was so excited. I took this trip on a Tuesday. Went Tuesday. Tuesday? Wednesday. 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 And uh, September the 10th. And when I arrived, you arrive at uh, about 9 o'clock. The park didn't open till 9.30. And I was met by some lovely ladies out at the gate. And they escorted us in. There's a little kiosk and courtyard right next to the guest services area there in Disneyland and you wait there and they bring around your lunch menu and there was like 17 people on this tour and that's when the trouble began as we are yes as we are filling out our lunch menus this sweet old lady who worked there obviously they threw out the nicest one went around to each table and she was like now we have some extra spedges. <laughs> extra. I cannot talk. I'm so passionate. She it's says we have some. <laughs> this really sweet old lady came out and she said, "We have some extra special magic for you today. For a limited time only, we're not going to go into the small apartment. We're going to go into the larger dream suite." Oh, it's going to be so exciting. So wait, let me get this straight. This tour was you and like 10 (laughs) seven-year-olds? Well, that's the way they acted. And more on that later. No, I was by far the youngest person on this tour. Well, I shouldn't say. There was a couple people around my age, I would say, in their mid-late 20s. But the majority of the the 17 were definitely over 60 years old. But just the way – you know how Disney spins things. So this was going to be some – you know, extra special limited time magic thing. Well, immediately my heart sank in my chest Mm -hmm. and I was like, no, uh, this is not what I came for. But I was having this internal conflict where do I make a scene? Do I try to talk to somebody? Nobody else seems bothered by this. What do I do? So I just said, well, I'm just going to go with it for now and just see what happens. So we start the tour. This other young lady who was closer to my age came out and began the tour. We walk over by the apartment. She makes some comments about the apartment. Uh, as we're walking to the flagpole, I asked her, I said, so we're not going to be able to go into the apartment at all. And I love cast members. Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about good cast members in a few minutes. But I never wanted to hit somebody in the face so much because she was just like, (laughs) no, we're not going to go in that little apartment. We're going to go into the big dream suite. And I just looked at her and I was like, well, that is very disappointing. (laughs) And uh, and another thing that made me mad is they were doing work on the drawbridge the whole week while we were at Disney World, uh, Disneyland on the Sleeping Beauty Castle. And there were some walls up and... And we were just wondering when the walls were going to come down because we kind of wanted to get some pictures without the walls. So I asked her and I said, do you know when the walls will be coming down around the, the drawbridge? And she said, we certainly hope soon. 
I was like, I just want to hit you, lady. Like, just give me a yes or a no. You don't that's know, just, okay? You don't that's know. That's just Disney, though. I mean, they're never, I mean, if they're out of something, they're not going to say we're out of it. They'll be like, well, we certainly hope we get some soon. I know, but, you know, yeah. and I appreciate Cass because it's not her fault. Off. Well, I was. <laughs> was, there a, was. Was there, like, I mean, I guess there probably is somewhere small print that says tour or whatever is subject to change without notice and blah, Hold blah, your blah. horses. Hold your horses. All right, all right. So we start the tour. We Stick end up riding seat. Peter Pan's flight, yada, yada, yada. You hear all this other information that you can get at any, uh, you know, $20 book at Barnes and Noble, all these Disneyland facts and things. Finally, we get to the Dream Suite. And if you don't know what the Dream Suite is, the story they tell is that this is an apartment that when they were building New Orleans Square, which I think was finished in 1964, Walt wanted to put a bigger apartment over Pirates of the Caribbean. And he wanted it because he had more grandchildren, he was at the park more, he wanted a place where the grandchildren could stay comfortably. Then he, uh, the, the Club 33 was right next door. He wanted to be able to walk right over to Club 33 and entertain corporate guests. So that's the story they gave. Well, of course, Walt died in 66, and the apartment never came to be. However, they still built it, they, or they built the area. They just put offices and things. Well, back when they were doing the Club 33 renovations a couple years ago, they ran across these uh, – drawings and art concepts and things of uh, that Walt had had commissioned to decorate the apartment. And so they redid the apartment, the dream suite they call it, to match that. So it's not actually a place that Walt himself stayed, but it was his concept and idea. And don't get me wrong, it's a nice apartment. It's so really is the cool whole city. park. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got in there without an $80 surcharge. <laughs> I want to see Walt's drool on the pillow. That's exactly my feelings. But, uh, you know, if you go in this apartment, there's a nice little bedroom. And each room is themed to a land in the park. So, like, the first bedroom is Adventureland. And there's a little bit of Disney magic in there with the lighting. And they have a little – you press the button and a little light show kind of a thing. There's a little lounge. And then there's a children's bedroom. And here's another thing that bothered me was they the, – a new guy took over the tour during that part. And you could tell he was you like a manager that, or something. You made that lady mad by asking her so many questions and telling her – No, she was there. No, she was there. Uh, but this guy – and you could tell like this was not scripted. This was not something they normally did because he, he was like – he was muttering like I mutter on this podcast, you know, like, uh, this is this over here. And, oh, let's look over here. But talking about, remember, I'm one of the younger ones on this tour. 17 people. I'm 29. So late 20s at the youngest. This man looked at us and was like, well, you know, we like to do some extra special magic for our guests. So every time we open a door, I'm going to let one of you all open it. <laughs> And I was like, no, this is not <laughs> you happening. You can open your own door. <laughs> and, and I kid you, every door we came to, he was like, okay, we're going to go in the next room. Who's going to open this door? And we all just kind of would stand there awkwardly like, open it yourself, you know? And he'd be like, you right there. And he'd point to somebody and he'd be like, you get to open it and experience the room first. And I felt bad because some of these old ladies, they tried to play along. Like when they opened the door, they'd be like... Ooh, but clearly this is like, shut up. We are not, I mean, just shut up, you know? So all that to say, we finished the tour. Again, the tour is nothing to write home about, nothing special. If you go down to Barnes & Noble, buy a $20 
Disneyland history book, you will learn all the facts and you'll save yourself the time and effort. Um, if you're a big Disney fan, you know, like a lot of the old people that I was with, they were not Disney fans, you could tell. So they were oohing and aahing at all the facts. But again, if you don't want to spend 87 bucks or even more uh, for the regular ticket price, just go to Barnes & Noble, buy a $20 book. Right, because 87 our lunch. That was with your Visa discount. Discount. Yeah, Visa card discount. Yeah. The regular price is like $100. Yeah. I think I saved 20% on the uh, Visa card, but I could be wrong about that. Anywho, we had lunch at Jolly Holiday Bakery. I, like, scarfed down the lunch because I did not want to stay there any longer, and I headed straight to guest, ser- guest services because I was like, I'm going to complain because if I don't, I'm going to be bitter more bitter than I am. And so I was like, I have to say something to Wait, someone. Let's heaven forbid you're bitter after this whole experience. <laughs> so I get to guest services and there is the guy who did the tour in the dream suite. And he says, and how was the, how was the tour? And I was like, terrible. And that's why I'm here. And he, Oh no, what happened? So he takes me inside. And so I tell him, I'm like, listen, The whole reason I took this tour is I wanted to go into Walt's apartment, not the dream suite. I understand that's your substitute and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. But I, when I purchased the tickets for this tour, I asked the guy, I've continually asked, I wanted to see the apartment above the firehouse, fire station. And he said, well, you know, sir, we've had uh, last minute construction. And I said, when did this construction start? On the 2nd of September. I was like, today is the 10th. So in those eight days, no one could send me an email, mm. give me a phone call, nothing to let me know that Walt's apartment is not available because I would have canceled the tour. That's the only reason I took this. Well, I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. And that made me even more mad. So as I left, mm. I called Derek and I was just like, and I, this sounds so like, oh, poor you. You had a bad time at Disneyland, boo-hoo. But I was really upset about it. So I called Derek and I was like, and I told him the story. And I was just like, I just need to go back to the room and just have a moment. Just decompress because this is really bothering me. And so I went back to the room and I tweeted at Disneyland today. And they immediately got back to me and sent me an email. And I was able to fill it out. Long story short, they did give me... uh, part of the cost back on the tour as as a we're sorry but i'm still it's been a month and i'm still really upset about it if you want to know right now okay well here's my perspective i spent the morning like taking pictures and kind of mosing about the two parks having a grand old time and i get this phone call and, and it's him and i know the tour's over based on what time it is and he's all like hey and i was like <laughs> Oh, he got so touched on this tour. Oh, I and got he is so emotional. Actually, if I'm being completely honest, it was more like, oh gosh, he got touched. I'm going to have to hear all these sappy stories. <laughs> but what are I friends was like, for? Yeah, yeah. I was like, are you okay? He's like, I just, I'll come find you. And that's what he told me this whole story. And then the best part was he didn't eat his dessert, so I got his Matterhorn macaroon, which changed <laughs> my so life. I was so devastated. I could not eat the Matterhorn oh, macaroon. Oh, I could. That's and how it was devastated amazing. I was. So his well, loss was my gain. But I, I, for real, I hate it for him because he had been talking about it and looking forward to it for so long. Well, let me say this as well. I, which I, I listened to last week's podcast, and I say, let me say this a lot. That's my new thing, apparently. Right. But anyways. Your catchphrase. Uh, yes. I it, it is so sad that I had a devastating time because I think I am ruined for Walt Disney tours 
from here on out. Like, I, there are several tours I want to do at Walt Disney World, but every time now I think about doing it, I'm like, no, I, I would rather spend that money elsewhere where I know I'm going to be guaranteed what I want to get. This really burned me. So I will not recommend the Walking in Walt's Footsteps tour. I will not recommend any tour because well, if you don't know what you're getting and they can just switch it out on you whenever they want, to me, that save the money. That's yeah. just my opinion. but Well, disclaimer, I did read several positive things, and all the reviews I read, they got to see the apartment. So, I, it, 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 I mean, I understand, like, you have to judge on what you got, and that's what you got. But I don't know. It's just hard to say across the board all tours are terrible. I don't know. And, across, and, and adding a part two to that, a conclusion, we went over to Cars Land later that afternoon, and I went to get my dill pickle popcorn, and they weren't <laughs> selling it that week. <laughs> Oh, they said, oh, we change out the flavors every week. Yeah, I could I see in his face. I was like, cheese. Jeremy's about to cut somebody in this place <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get like, some dang dill popcorn. Uh, we'll have to do a segment on popcorn. tours one day because I, I have a good tour experience. But oh, that's... good. We'll save that for another time. Because well, I want to hear about <laughs> it. There's yeah. a Disney World, though, so, you know. Well, this well tour, don't that parade was... on Jeremy's reign, okay? <laughs> Plus years I've been going to the parks, and this is honestly the first time that I was extremely disappointed with not only the tour but also the guest services response. Yeah. Because I have heard people complain about far less and get lots more than what I got. But well, I was disappointed too because you promised me dinner at Carthay Circle if you got all of your money back, and we didn't. Get and that, I did. So. I only got a partial no. discount. So, next time so. we'll argue next more time. next time. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think that's a good segue after all the complaining to talk a little bit um, about Disney in a positive light. So we're going to do a segment we call My Disney Experience. Isn't it fantastic? I'll tell you what, buddy. It don't get much better than this. It's like a dream. A wonderful dream come true. So we're all going to share about a story that was so Disney. And if you've been to the parks at all, you know that the Disney as an adjective says a lot. It's just, it kind of, it's one step above the rest, uh, whether it's guest relations, cast members, just a good experience you had. Um, who wants to go first? Matt? My Disney experience that I want to talk about is when I was, or when I got engaged to my wife, because that was like, the Disney experience for me. All right. Pretty so, epic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for one thing, it's a big deal that you're going to get engaged and all, but it was going to be at Disney World, my favorite place. And she knew it was my, my favorite place. And I had it all planned out. We were going to go to a nice dinner at Narcoosie's and then go over and watch the fireworks somewhere on the lagoon uh, at the Magic Kingdom and sometime during the fireworks I was going to propose so while we were there we were with our good friends uh, Jamie and Heidi well they weren't with us that night but we had gone on vacation with them and one of the days we just walked over to the Polynesian and we're walking around and I went outside just to kind of scout out a good place and the only place that I could see from where I was walking around the pool area was um, there was like a little bench on the sidewalk right past the pool area where you could still see the lagoon and the castle. Uh, I wasn't too happy with it just because you had the big bright lights from the pool and there would have been kids yelling and stuff like that. But I thought it's going to work because there are going to be fireworks and we're getting engaged and it's, it's going to be great. 
So we had dinner at Narcusi's, and I'd planned on walking around the lagoon to get to that place, um, that little bench. But lo and behold, about three quarters of the way there, right there on the beach, right beside uh, the exit to the Luau show, was the perfect little, the most perfect little swing. Uh, like a bench-style swing, sitting there on the beach. Nobody was there. Nobody was waiting to go there. The luau show was going on. It was dark. wasn't near the pool. The perfect view of the castle. So we sat down on the swing, just kind of watching the fireworks. You know, I had the soundtrack memorized, so I knew what point the fireworks were at. <laughs> and so I knew when the finale was about to happen. So fireworks were going off, proposed. Of course, she accepted, because why would you not? (laughs) (laughs) Now now we've been happily married almost five years and uh, have a little girl on the way. So that's kind of like the Disney experience for me for all time. So you don't think you'll forget that anytime soon? No. And it was one of those things where you're sitting there thinking, this cannot... I mean, it was so not... mm, That sounds really cheesy. It was so perfect that you could not believe that it was actually happening like they got this perfect little swing here on the beach i can see the castle i can see the fireworks there's nobody around no noise it's just perfect did she know it was coming uh i don't think so but i had to bring my backpack that night and i think that had made her wonder like we're going to a nice dinner why are you bringing your backpack i, I got stomach problems i got <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> I need to well, pants. you know never mind uh <laughs> we were we were there right when we sat down on the swing. I was like, I, she sat down on the swing first, and I kind of walked behind her to put my backpack down. And she she said afterward that she wondered she was wondering what I was doing because I went back there and I had to get the ring out of the backpack, and I was shuffling around. So I don't how think big she, a, how big a ring was it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was in the bag. I, I had it in the box, you know, the little. That's why you jewelry. need a fanny pack. It's the perfect right. little size, and you don't have to go up and get it. Right, it's right, right there. And if she will marry you while you're wearing a fanny pack, then that is true love. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true love regardless. But, yeah. Well, that's nice. That's nice. My Disney experience um, has to do with one of the characters, cast members' characters. Um, so we took a – this is Jeremy, me, and our friend David took a five-day trip to the world. And we ate several nice restaurants. And our last day, we thought we should do a character restaurant because we haven't done one yet. And none of us had been to 1900 Park Fair, which is in the Grand Floridian. And so we booked it for lunch. We were like, I mean, it's princesses. It's it's what? Like Cinderella and then the step, stepsisters and the stepmother and, and Prince, Prince Charming. Charming. Okay. So we're eating. The food's good. We're kind of like... <laughs> I, at least, am kind of feeling awkward, like, why did we do this? Because <laughs> when they come to your table, yeah, Jeremy is pointing to himself and saying, not me, I'm not, I was embarrassed. Okay, so Prince Charming comes around first, and we were, like, That's not, great. we are not even, like, <laughs> making eye contact with him. And he that was, was like, awkward. I was hey. go to the next table, sir. Oh, yeah, and he, he, he definitely picked up on hints well, so that's a good cast member right there, because he was like, hello, gentlemen, and then was basically like, Goodbye, goodbye, gentlemen, and moved on. We took a picture, did we? We didn't take a picture with him. No, I didn't. No, I may have even like been like, "Ooh, I need another plate at that buffet. I I got to go get some food." Actually, Um, I think I did, but go ahead. Yes. So, so then we're sitting there, and we're kind of in like a back room, and the step—I cannot, for the life of me, Drusella. What was her name? 
Drizella and Anastasia. That's right. That's right. So they come back with the stepmother and they're kind of in our room. And even though we're across the room, one of the stepsisters makes eye contact with me. Well, like they just don't do that unless they're talking to you. So instantly I could feel like my heart sinking, like she's about to call me out. And sure enough, she says something like, Oh, boyfriend. And she runs over to our table (laughs) and she grabs my hand and she's like, mother, it's my boyfriend here. We're going to get married. I don't even remember what she said, but it was something along these lines. And so she makes me stand up and she comes over there and she's like, we're going to be married. Jeremy, you might remember better than I do. Cause I was seriously like, just kind of in my own little world. Like, please let this be over soon. <laughs> please let this be over soon. <laughs> well, she starts waltzing me up and down up. the aisle of tables. Like both of my hands are in hers and we are doing some foxtrot something, something up down the aisle. <laughs> and, and then like she's the other one grabs David and they're like, this is my boyfriend. Of course, mostly the families have little kids. So we are probably the only people that they would do this to. Cause otherwise they'd have to like really yeah. bend low to dance with the child. Plus that's, and then Awkward. the prince grabbed Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> the prince was nowhere to be found. But well, they, all this to say, okay, was this embarrassing? Absolutely. <laughs> but is it something I won't forget? Yes, because they really went all out. And they could easily just go to each table, take a picture, say a few snarky comments that they have in their back pocket that they say to every third table. But no, they really made it a good experience, not just for me and David, but I think everyone in the room was enjoying themselves. Everybody's taking pictures of what's happening. Um, and it was it was just, it was something that was really cool. And maybe I would, would not have asked for that to happen, but I'm glad it did because it just, it just gave me a glimpse into how much char- the characters have to work at their jobs. So that was it. That and was my just Disney wrote, And you just wrote a piece this weekend about I did. interacting with face characters. Did I did, you know? and I, I did not even think of that story when writing you it. You can find that over at madchatters.net. That's right. Check us out there. And I would just like to say that they quickly got over Derek and David because they also danced with me that night when That's they were true. done with them, too. And well, when the they best part, you have nothing else when... to brag about. You can brag about <laughs> the ugly stepsisters. <laughs> They want me. What can I say? The best part is they literally spent 15 to 20 minutes interacting with us, both of them, at the same time. And there were like little girls at the tables around us, like with their autograph books and their cameras ready. And just when it looked like they were starting to leave us, they'd come right back. And I've kind of felt bad for the little kids. They really missed out because then it was like, oh, quick, sign an autograph because I got to go on break, you know, kind of thing. Well, when they came back to our table, they did. Uh, you know, a while later when it was their turn to get to us, they did remember us. I mean, <laughs> it had been like 15 minutes, but still, you know, they were like, oh, hey, and they, they, they kept the interaction going. So it was, it was good. Well, Derek, I think you have a knack for embarrassing things at restaurants. Cause I remember our first trip oh, no. was near your birthday at Whispering Canyon and you rode your little wooden horse around the, uh, oh, what was our second trip? You went your little wooden horse around the restaurant. That was okay. terrific. And see, that's a memory. I still have I've... a video of that, by the way. That's uh, going to find really? itself with the madtatters.net. Yeah. <laughs> see, now that's a story I've tried to block out of my memory. So <laughs> this one was a good one. Didn't you have to ride with another girl on the same horse? <laughs> no. I yes, really they, barely remember that. I think that. you did. No, they did. They totally, they, cause he had the microphone and he was like, this young lady's going to ride with you. And you held half of the horse and she <laughs> oh held the God. other half and you galloped together. I remember like it was yesterday. I was so. being mad because you made me go to that stupid restaurant for a second time and then told them it was my birthday. And I, I am, I have never been back to that place and oh, I, I ever it. will. Love it. Yes. Yep. Well, my favorite story right here on 
the Mad Chatters podcast is found on iTunes. Be sure to my Disney <laughs> on iTunes. Five stars, please. Uh, <laughs> no, my Disney experience involves a good cast member experience because I complained about cast members previously, so I need to they balance the universe exist. out. They do. <laughs> this takes place on our very first trip, and I'm sure you all remember this uh, experience. It was. Uh, one of the long days in the park, long nights, we had extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom in 2007. And the park was really full because... <laughs> it was a starry as, night in August. <laughs> as you know, during extra magic hours, when all the other parks close, all the people come to the one park that is open. All so the Magic Kingdom... The that's when my thighs were chafed like two big old hams. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That was my Disney experience. <laughs> I think I have video of you walking as well in that, so that'll be on MadChatters.net as well. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so we were looking for an attraction to experience that night, but everything had long lines. And so finally, you know, every trip has a low point, and this was starting to become a low point. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, let's just go Fast Pass Splash Mountain because there's still Fast Passes available. Blah, blah, blah. So we go, and I remember as I'm about to put my ticket into the Fast Pass machine, which is days gone by, That's I know, true. but think back to those Fast Pass machines. There's a man standing there, kind of behind the machine, and he walks up and he said, Hey, how many people are with you? And I was kind of and caught he off said, guard. But- I got some candy in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Three. And he said, Follow me. And like children learn from my lesson here, don't follow strangers. But like an idiot, I said, hey, guys, this guy said, follow him. Let's go. (laughs) So we started following him and we started to go in areas that I didn't know we could go in the park. And we were walking and walking. And before I knew it, there we were at the unloading of a Splash Mountain. And he whispered something to one of the cast members and they were like, yeah, no problem. Go ahead. And he let the three of us get in. And it was him and a lady and like a little girl. His daughter. <laughs> no, it, he told me afterwards it was his sister and his niece. Oh, and they were from out of town. And so he, he was, was a, a middle-aged strange man. He was he was a cast member. He may still be. I don't remember his name, but uh, he's a cat. He was a I cast member at Splash Mountain, <laughs> and he uh, wanted them to ride because they were visiting from out of town. But he said it's easier to go through the back and have a full boat than it is to have just a couple people get in, especially when the line's wrong. Long, not wrong. Line is long. And so we got to ride that night, and it was just like the perfect uh, we uplift of that. that low moment. We really yes. did need that moment to carry us through. And I just want to thank that cast member who uh, the Lord sent us that night. Uh, and wherever he you made are. our trip special. Whoever you are, wherever you are, the Match Hatters, thank you. And we especially thank you on MatchHatters.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- those were wonderful <laughs> stories. Thank you for sharing, gentlemen. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Disneyland and what it looks like through Disney World eyes. So stay tuned. <laughs> Well, the uh, the Disney Park experience all started back in 1955 when Walt Disney, uh, his vision, his dream came together and Disneyland opened. So all of us Disney World fans on the East Coast... Uh, have a lot that we owe, obviously, the Disneyland Park, the original place where all the magic began, where Walt himself walked, 
Yes, uh, God bless him and he lived forever. Amen. Uh, but uh, I haven't been to Disneyland since 1995, but Jeremy and Derek actually just got to go. So in our main segment tonight, we're going to take a little bit of time and talk about Disneyland through a Disney Worlder's eyes. So all of us have really frequented, frequented, what is the word? Frequented. frequented. The Walt Disney World uh, parks in Florida, obviously. So uh, if any of us had the chance to go to Disneyland, there would obviously be some differences. But these two guys have been, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Guys, how was your trip in general? Just give us a nice review of the trip in general. It was wonderful. I mean, it, it seriously, from start to finish, was it exceeded my expectations. Crowds were low. I mean, the temperatures were high, but I was worried about it being the opposite, so I couldn't really complain. Uh, it, just everything about it um, was just great. And especially coming off of so many people who were like, oh, you're going to Disneyland now. You, you know it's not the same. You know it's smaller. It's like, yes, thank you. I understand exactly what I'm getting into. I've read every blog, every photo report known to man about Disneyland. So I'm, I'm well prepared. Thank you. With the exception of my bad experience on the tour, the rest of the trip was just amazing. And like Derek said, so many people try to tell me, oh, Disneyland, oh. But to me, you can't compare Disneyland and Disney World, at least not on the – they have more attractions. They have less attractions, more space, less space. Because actually Disneyland has more attractions in its two parks than Disney World does in their four parks. But, Especially right now uh, with Maelstrom and American Idol and, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, with everything – closing but anyways it was a wonderful trip you can't go into it i think you can't go to it thinking this is disney world because you will be greatly disappointed in a lot of areas but if you go to it just as a different disney park experience you'll love it and that's what we did and and we loved it yeah well you can't help though i don't think uh haven't haven't been in a long time but i don't i don't think it'd be possible to go and not uh at least compare it in your head, obviously, especially when you're... I mean, you're absolutely right. In fact, before, like you said, Jeremy, we went saying we're not really going to compare it because it's all part of the same family. And from day one, I was already like, that's different, that's better, that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right, you can't. Talking about the first comparison, the first thing that you notice, at least when you go into Disneyland, right off the bat is Sleeping Beauty got ripped off in her <laughs> castle because we Cinderella's blows it away. It, you walk on Main Street and I remember being like, it's so cute. It's kind of like the short, chunky, stubby little, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, real estate's expensive there in Los Angeles, yeah. you know? So I mean, it's wonderful. She it's had a, to downscale a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just I love so it. used it's to... In Orlando, I'm so used to having Cinderella's background or Cinderella's castle as the background for my, where I am in the park. That in Disneyland, you don't have that. You kind of mm-hmm. look up, you're like, "Where's the where castle?" And you're like, you can uh, only see it if there's not a single thing between you and it. I mean, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. So yeah. you kind of have to use the Matterhorn as like your. Well, scope now of I think if I'm not, I mean, I might be completely off base here, but it seems. Well, all the castles were kind of billed as the uh, the gateway to Fantasyland. Yeah. So, I mean, when that was built, I don't, I honestly don't think the Imagineers or whatever they were called, and then the wed the wed workers. I don't think they were um, necessarily thinking of this as the icon for the park. It was the gateway to Fantasyland. 
Yeah, yeah because the center there, the the spoken wheel the design, hub. Yeah. the hub was there, and so that was supposed to be the center of the park, where I think nowadays we think of the castle as the center of the park right. instead of the hub, where the castle, like you said, was an entranceway into Fantasyland. Now, so, it's funny that you say Fantasyland. Let's talk about that for a second. A lot of things were very, very similar to Disney World, but I have to say, Disneyland's Fantasyland blows Disney World's out of the water. Like, the fact yeah. that they packed so many charming little attractions in that one <laughs> land, it, it baffles me. And then, like, even further on, you've got Matterhorn and It's a Small World, which aren't right there behind the castle, but they're still part of Fantasyland. Uh, that land is perfection. It's even, Disney perfection. Even New Fantasyland in Walt Disney World does not compare to Disneyland Fantasyland because it just really is. It has so many attractions right there, and they're all so charming. And as a huge Alice in Wonderland fan, I loved, loved, loved the uh, the attraction. I love the upgrades that they did to it, although the only comparison I had was the YouTube videos before. But it just was so wonderful. I loved the... Uh, uh, storybook, storybook canal boats canal yes, yes. It, it just so amazingly simple but so wonderful i could ride that over and over and over again and pinocchio mm-hmm. uh you know mr toad's wild ride which i never got to yes. experience at walt disney world even I peter pan's flight Fantasy. which i love at disney world i was like yes this is so great like it's it's different enough to still really enjoy it as if it's for the first time well i wanted to um i'm i'm kind of the guy that I haven't been there. I haven't seen it. I don't remember much about it, so I have a lot of questions. And I was going to get to that one, but it's great that you've already gone there. My first question, like right out of the gate, being there, and uh, where did you go first, by the way? Disneyland, the park? We actually went. It was nighttime when we arrived, and we were going to be too close to the parade time to where we might not get a good spot and we didn't want to catch like the second half of the parade so we were just like let's do the parade tomorrow so we went to california adventure first and went straight to radiator springs racers in cars land and because that was our first. like an, an hour and a half two hours right see when it's night. off season like it was when we went both parks closed at eight every night until the weekend which is very different from disney world so i have a lot of questions about california adventure because even though i went to Disneyland, I was not able to go to California Adventure. Right, because uh, it opened it was, in 2001. It was being built. Right, and I think I got to go in 95, so they were just building it. Sure. And um, so, California Adventure, there are, I mean, it's obviously been redone recently to, sure. uh, to have some updates to the, the main area, and the, it's kind of been rethemed to like early Hollywood esque kind of days, correct? Yes. Yes. Well, so, yeah, the entrance has been. Yeah. It seems like. That yeah, Buena Vista Street kind of seems to me. Just looking at it, listening to the music, Carthay Circle uh, restaurant is there. Um, it reminds me of Sunset Boulevard at the Hollywood Studios. So is yeah. it the same kind of feel, or the same kind of scale, or is it much more elaborate? It definitely is that same kind of feel, but I think it is more elaborate in that you have the red cars that are going up and down the street, the red car trolleys. You have the uh, newsboy-esque kind of entertainment happening there. Uh, Newsboys? (laughs) Newsies. What did I say? Newsboys? Newsboys. I meant newsies. Newsboys. Take me to your now. Yeah. (laughs) That's for all of our Night of Joy fans out there. Uh, (laughs) The newsies were there. Um, And so it it is kind of that same feel of that sunset. Yeah. That early Hollywood. Now they have the storytellers. The music, wonderful in that section. Yeah. Uh, Well, it seems to me that 
all of California Adventure is kind of swallowed up by the attention that Cars Land has gotten. So just tell us and tell the listeners about Cars Land, because that's kind of like the big draw for me right now to want to go out there. It is a big draw, but I mean... It, it doesn't take over the park as much as you would think. Like, we, we spent a considerable amount of time one day everywhere but Cars Land and then kind of ended up back at Cars Land. But having said that, I mean, it's it, uh, there are no words, really. I mean, that sounds like I'm really exaggerating, but I don't think you can exaggerate how, how awesome Cars Land is just from, just from when you step foot on that main Route 66, I guess it is, and from Flo's Cafe, which looks just like the gas station, to the little... Um, oh, what's the guy's name? The hippie little thing. Oh, oh the little the little mini the little van. I don't know his name. Yeah. Anyway, his little thing is there, and then uh, I mean just everything. And then at the very end of the street, you get to the best part of all, which is Radiator Springs Racers, which is something that Disney World doesn't have anything really like. I mean, Test Track is kind of the same ride system, but yeah. you, you can't really compare them. Radiator Springs Racers is probably now in my top three attractions of any Disney park. Um, it, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It starts out with a pretty extensive dark ride portion, right, with some pretty impressive yep. animatronics. So. Yep. Oh, Fillmore. yeah. Fillmore is the name of the... Good job, yeah, yeah. Fillmore. Fillmore's right. Taste Inn is it's a little place. It's like a fruit market stand, basically. Um, but, of course, there are two other attractions, too, that we didn't even do until our third or fourth day there. Um, so it's, In Cars Land? Yeah, I mean, those. there's immersive. I know gets thrown around a lot in the Disney community, <laughs> but it is a very immersive land. Just like you, it, it's crazy. It's hard to believe that just on the other side of that rock work is the hotel we stayed in because we every every morning we would see the back of the rocks, like kind of mm-hmm. from the street, just barely, and you would never know that standing. And you stayed in Disney's Best Western Resort and Spa, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> only the best for us. That's right. Yeah. I am a marginal Cars fan. I mean, I like the first movie. It's enjoyable. The second movie, eh, you know. Uh, But far from being my favorite Pixar film. But when you step into Cars Land there, it is just absolutely amazing. You are in that movie. Like, there's no other way to describe it except you have come alive into that film and immersive is definitely like you said a cliche but it is so true you it, it, i just couldn't get over all the details and that just how you the the overall the overall theme just really carries you through radiator springs racers is absolutely stunning mm-hmm. how disney created that mountain range the animatronics in it are flawless. I mean, I was looking for flaws. The few, you know, after like the fourth time we wrote it, I was like, "Well, there's got to be something here that's not working." Everything was working well. It, and it, it it's incredible. A, it's a people. They didn't have any eater. lame rare rabbits. <laughs> no, no not, nothing like that. No, no uh, sickly cars or anything. And it is a people eater too. Like, I mean, the line was 45 minutes. I think that first night we arrived, and I think that was the longest it ever got all week. But you just fly through it like it was car after car taking off and pulling back in. And so. Derek loved it so much that he even refused to give up the front row to a sick Make-A-Wish kid who please, wanted to ride in the front. Please, let's remember what? that that was you who did that and me who saying I kind of feel bad. I wish because this is like our <laughs> no, fifth time off, to ride it. <laughs> it was not a Make-A-Wish kid. No, it was not it wasn't. a sick child. It wasn't. Okay, just it was a, just a kid. A dad said, "So are you guys completely set on the front row?" And it was kind of quiet. And Jeremy was like. 
well, we would kind of like to be. And he's like, okay, just solid ass. I mean, that's as much drama as there was. But I still was like, in my heart, I was like, oh, we should have done it. Like, what if it's his only time ever to ride it? Oh, yeah, he'll get over it. Well, uh, anywho, it's, it's great. It's great. And listen, I was all about, like, no, Cars Land needs to stay in Hollywood or in California. I now would not mind at no. least Radiator Springs Stop. coming to Hollywood Studios. It would not disappoint me if it did. It wouldn't, it wouldn't dis- be a disappointment. No, it would no. just be like, eh, okay, exactly. well, that's already been done. And it fits in DCA, Disney California Adventure, yeah, like the whole Cars Land Route 66 thing. Like, now, here's my thing. This is, this, is not, this is not really discussion worthy. I just was frustrated that Disney's Hollywood Studios, it, that's California. No. I mean, you're okay. right, but no. I just frustrated that it's called Cars Land. I think that's stupid. They should yeah, have called it Radiator Springs. Just exactly. Radiator Springs. Why not? Okay. But you have Bugs Land right next door. So. But this there's week. a sign that says Radiator Springs just below the you sign that says Bugs Route 66. Land. But then there's a giant Cars billboard Land. that says Cars Land. So. Cars Land, yeah. All right. So the rest of California Adventure is something I'm, uh, I'm curious about. They have a Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. So is that similar? Does it stack yeah. up to Hollywood Studios' version, or is it, is it any different? It's similar enough. Oh, very similar. I mean, However, there's obviously a drop, but the ride. Yeah. One of the one of the overall things that I was going to mention, as far as Florida definitely having an advantage, and you can see this in Hollywood. I mean, uh, Tower of Terror is the queues and the outside theming. Because, you know, at Disneyland, part of the problem is there's no space. So literally you walk in the building and it's like, oh, there's the load area. There's no room for any kind of a theme. Now, the the theming that we have at Hollywood Studios walking up, you know, into the Oh, you mean the, the outdoor portion? Yeah. Yes, the outdoor portion. Yeah, the indoor portion really, is the same. The indoor and portion everything. was the same, but I'm just saying uh, on other rides as well, like Pirates sure. of the Caribbean – you know, I, yeah, yeah, you yeah. walk in the door and you're like, oh, there's, there's the loading area, you know. So cues, we definitely have the advantage of having good themed cues and mm-hmm. outdoor we themes. We Team Disney World. Team Disney World, yes. Disney World. Uh, I'm throwing up some from Disney World gangster signs right now. <laughs> but no, uh, Florida. Florida definitely yeah. has the advantage of better cues. The ride system there at uh, in California for Tower Tear, I did enjoy the first time because – if you know, and in Florida, you have to move forward before you actually get into the tower. Spoilers. You don't have to do that in California. Sorry, spoilers. So all well, of a that's sudden, what we, I would want to know. That's well, what we I was were to hear about. Yeah, yeah, we were sitting there, and I was waiting to move forward, and all of a sudden, we shot up. To and me, so that caught me. That's like the most impressive part me too. of the Hollywood Studios version. Because when too. you're riding with new people, they're expecting the drop any moment, and then you start moving forward. That's kind of like. Yeah. Throws you off. And it also makes for a quicker line because in, in California, it loads and unloads in the right. same spot. So you have to wait for the entire ride to finish before you can get it on. It unloads in the same spot? In the same yeah. spot. So you yeah. see the people get no, off? No, no, no. There's a no. hallway in between. Oh. So there's two doors that actually open and close. That would be really stinky. All right. And uh, the other big one I've always just wanted to ride is... Um, Good grief! What's it called? Grizzly River Run. Uh-huh. What's yes. it called? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Grizzly, Grizzly River Run. So did you all get to ride that? We did. we did, and we got less wet on that than we did on Splash Mountain. Believe it or not, it's Splash really, so Mountain it's not really... soaked us. It's it is not, not Kali River Rapids. Okay. Apparently, but I heard a rumor that's not a rumor. I heard the truth that there was a waterfall that basically, like, you're going to get wet because you're going under a waterfall, and they took mm-hmm. that out. 
not too long okay. ago. So well, people just don't want to get soaked. I don't See, right. that's me. I am not a get soaked to the bone in a theme park kind of a person. So I was glad that we did not get too wet. My bottom was a little wet, but other than that, I was fine. Hmm. Let's keep this PG. Well, one of the things I really enjoyed was the Aladdin show that they have hmm. in uh, DCA. So good, really, you know. High quality Broadway esque, uh, very funny. I know a lot of people don't like it because it has current topical relevant humor. humor, topical humor in it. But I enjoyed it. I laughed, and I I went I in with low great. expectations, and I I enjoyed myself very much. And it was very hot that day, and it was like forty five minutes in the air conditioning, so that probably helped a little bit. I did not have high expectations, but I didn't have low expectations. I was expecting a Finding Nemo the Musical sure. quality show, yes. and I think maybe that's why I had low expectations. Ooh. Ouch! Now you're hurting me. Rock on, Finding Nemo the Musical. Nah, Anyways, yeah. um, it's a great show, and the the acting at first was really bad. The girl who plays Princess Jasmine, bless her soul, she was terrible. She was not but, terrible, but then. She she could have been better, definitely. Oh, she could have been way better. I mean, she was out of a Tyler Perry movie. She just got done filming that. (laughs) No, she was even low for Tyler Perry. I mean, mean, this is lower than Kirk Cameron movies. It was. (laughs) Oh, watch it. Okay, I forgot. Also, uh, not Pacific Wharf. What's uh, Paradise? Paradise Pier. Pier. I I think I had low expectations about that because I think that's part of the park that made Californians hate this park when it first opened because it was kind of a generic section. Like, it's supposed to resemble um, kind of a, a pier, basically, you know, like Navy Pier, sort like of. Like a boardwalk theme Exactly, park. yeah, with a, you know, a, a drop tower that's no longer there and a roller coaster and some swings. Ferris wheel. But, Ferris wheel, yeah. But they've kind of rethemed it in the last couple of years, and they took out the uh, Beach Boys music and did some original music. And I actually found it quite nice like i really did feel like i was on the boardwalk there's the actual so not a chester and hester <laughs> no, no no which i like that too but that's okay um, oh gosh you, you walk along the water which is pretty the roller coaster is a ton of fun um the ferris was a little scary but i mean it's there i have never they just got that just got stuck this weekend yeah. i don't know oh, right. yes <laughs> listen i have never really been the type to get motion sick on a ride but we were on the swinging moving cars on the ferris wheel that rock back and forth and slot you know like well, actually, they're actually sliding on a track aren't they yes. yeah yeah but they, they just we like were gravity sliding take you. we That's were sliding right. rocking and going in the circle at the same time <laughs> and i i was as close to vomiting as i have ever been on a ride i was seriously worried there were some ladies in the ride with us on our car and I was like, oh, Jeremy, don't vomit on these ladies. Don't vomit on these ladies. Don't do this. It really, it was, it was that fun. Been but their Disney oh. experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were so nice, too. I usually don't mind vomiting on people, but they yeah. were nice. But all that to say, I, I really actually enjoyed that part of the park, especially at night lit up. It was really cool looking. Um, it just One of my yeah, favorite attractions in Paradise Pier that I think not a lot of people like, but is the Silly Symphony Swings. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not a big swing person, you know, at like Six Flags and things, but, and these were kind of the same level, but what made them fun is one, their name's Silly Symphony, which I love, but two, they play some very epic music while you're swinging, so you literally feel like you're like... Don't they play the the track that was used in the the band concert when the tornado came? Yes, I cannot recall the name of it off the top of my head, but you, it just feels so epic and so... It's great. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) 
Yeti. It's working again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nice. I, I enjoyed the music, but it was, I mean, it was your generic off-the-shelf swings. Yeah, but when you're when you're swinging over DCA and your feet are flying through the air and you have that epic music playing, yep. I don't know. I felt like I was the hero flying into the you know the final battle of some Lord of the Rings movie. It was great. That's a lot of things put together. Yeah. <laughs> I have a vivid imagination. Yeah. I don't think so, anybody flies in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I think we like DCA. Um, I don't know if we would have five years ago great. before all this, but I really yeah. enjoyed it from left to right, start to finish. Well, uh, it seems like they've really done a good job in incorporating some Disney magic into a park that seemed to have lacked it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Another charming ride that you cannot miss in uh, the Bugs Land is the Heimlich's choo-choo train. Yes. It's just such a very simple little children's choo-choo, but Heimlich is so awesome. The He's one of my favorite characters. hilarious. He's like, oh, a cupcake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. actually pretty good. <laughs> I've been practicing my Heimlich. do that. Why don't you talk to Mr. Lasseter get you a job? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's walk across the street to Disneyland. Okay, another and that's thing another that thing. I love. You walk across the street, and it's right there. <laughs> no monorails. One, no. Day, oh, it's one day we rode Splash Mountain, and we're soaked. And we're like, okay, we're already wet. Let's just go ride a different ride in a different park and come right back and it was yeah. as easy as that. Now, now look, let me ask you a question. As uh, as <laughs> Disney Worlders, we're talking about this through Disney Worlders' eyes, you know, I, I see the benefit in having the parks close to each other like that, but did you find that there was anything... Did you find that it took away from the experience of either park when, when it was just right there next door? I can just walk right into Disneyland. You don't have nope. to Take the bus and the monorail and the boat, you know, and that whole thing Walt planned out for the Magic Kingdom. I mean, I, 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 w- I do love those forms of transportation, like the boat and monorail and stuff. I really do. But I was, I even mentioned to Jeremy at one point, it would be so great if it were like this and Hollywood Studios were on your left, Animal Kingdom on your right, Magic <laughs> Kingdom straight ahead of you, and Epcot behind you. That's the way, it, when I grew up watching all the TGIF sitcoms and they went to Disney World and all of a sudden they're in the Magic Kingdom and then next yeah. thing you know they're at Epcot. And I used to, and then I went to the parks and I was like, that is so fake. Nobody can do that. We did that at Disneyland. It was like, let's be here, like, let's be they, there. Like they purposefully set out on those sitcoms to be completely inaccurate of their yeah. portrayals at the Disney park. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're just looking at the favorite, highlight attractions. Right. My favorite was The Middle this year, which I don't watch that show, but I watched that episode. And they're standing in front of the castle, facing the front of the park, and they're like, well, fine, we're going to Epcot. And they start heading towards the castle. And I'm like, you are not going to find Epcot back there. <laughs> That's like what my middle school band people thought when we went. They, they thought, anyway... Um, Okay. Yeah, and the, the Boy Meets World one where they fell asleep on Splash Mountain, <laughs> woke up just in time to go down the final track. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't happen. All right, so back to Disneyland. Okay. Um, I want to ask, since this is kind of the – I mean, you can't really compare California Adventure to anything at Disney World except the similarities between Hollywood Studios and such. Sure. But Disneyland is like the pattern for the Disney theme park, the Magic Kingdom, uh, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo, Hong Kong. They're all based on that uh, Disneyland park. But they're very different. So going into Disneyland, Main Street USA, you're there, except for the uh, small, charming, I think is our theme word for Disneyland, uh, charming castle. It's like the most, in all the park, let's just say all the park, all of Disneyland, the most outstanding difference as you're walking around, experiencing the rides, the different lands. It's like the one thing that kind of comes across is this is very different from 
the Magic Kingdom, which it's so similar to? Well, I think the biggest difference that I noticed, at least in Disneyland, is the Phantasmic setup that they have. Mm. Because Phantasmic there does not have enough room to have a stadium like what we have at Hollywood Studios. So people just kind of sit on the concrete around Tom Sawyer Island. It's kind of come as you are, sit wherever you want, you know, the Mm. kind of a thing. It's the early service. Yeah. (laughs) And it made me... A little stressed out, and I'm not a get stressed at Disney kind of a thing, but it really was like, we got to get a place, and we got to find a yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, How early do we get there? And, you know, and th- thankfully we were able to get it all worked out, but it, I didn't like that. I like having a nice set apart area with a stadium with guaranteed seating. You know, I mean, there's definitely a reason when they decided to bring it to Hollywood Studios that they built that stadium. That was a smart choice. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, that says nothing about the show itself, but because in Disneyland it was different, and I think I preferred it a little bit, but the seating arrangement, I do agree, was weird. No, the dragon's a lot better, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like an actual. It was very impressive. Yeah. Okay. Not a a cherry picker with black drapes on it. (laughs) And while we were there, though, the Mark Twain was down, so they did not do the finale on the Mark Twain, which was kind of. Disappointing, but yeah. the Columbia Pirates. Oh, I've always wanted to see the Peter Pan segment. Oh, oh, it's so crazy awesome. cool. I mean, how did we get Jip with Pocahontas? Thank you. Poca freaking Hannes. <laughs> well, I guess it was like 98 when Phantasmic opened at Hollywood yeah. Studios. It's kind of bouncing right off, but still, who cares? No, the, the Peter Pan uh, is very impressive, like for real stunts. Like, it wasn't. Disney stunts. Well, there's for real stunts in the Pocahontas thing. But. I mean, yeah, but these, these guys, guys are, are swinging, swinging on ropes. Off the ship. Like 100, 200, nah, maybe 70 feet. <laughs> 70 <laughs> feet off the water. Whoa. It was probably, okay, maybe like 30 be, feet. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> 200 feet. 20 That's like castle. That's as high as Tower of Terror. Yeah. <laughs> Not that high. <laughs> okay, fine. But still. Okay, for me... I would pay to see that. Put that in the Lumberjack show. For me, I'm going to say two. One was uh, New Orleans Square. They don't have that in Walt Disney World. And I really, really like that section of the park. It's got, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, things like that. Like, it just looks elegant and just like New Orleans. And it's got the nice balconies with the wire work. And um, I, I really like it. It, it gives... The, it, it's very, like, 20s feel. So. Yeah. Well, one thing I hear about... Uh, Disneyland compared to Walt to the Magic Kingdom, particularly, is that it feels smaller. I think "intimate" is the word people yeah. use. Did you get that feel everywhere, or maybe just on Main Street, or or where? No, I got it I everywhere, really especially like yeah. in Fantasyland. Because yes. I even I think I said at one time, how are all these attractions fit into this small right? area? Because the, like all the loads are literally like on top of each other. All well, the rides so. are on top of each other. Well, <laughs> yeah, like Alice and, and Mr. Toad and things. But uh, yeah, it definitely is an yeah. intimate feel. I think one of the biggest disappointments there was Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. And I know people may get upset about this, but while we were there, first off, full disclosure, Space Mountain was closed until our last day, and it reopened for the Ghost Galaxy, which is great. I really loved the Ghost Galaxy overlay. Um, it's very soundtrack. scary, a lot scarier than I thought, and the soundtrack. Soundtrack is but great. I, I will take our, and I say our Florida's ride uh, track over California Space Mountain's ride track any day because. There's no drops. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, you're just kind of going in circles all the way yeah. down to the bottom. Well, and I, I kept tell you waiting one for thing it to drop. I really like about 
Disney World Space Mountain. I haven't ridden Disneyland, so I can't tell you. But I really like the way it it feels like you're like hanging out of the car on the yeah. old bobsled type cars we have. Uh-huh. And I've always looked at Disneyland, and they have like the two seaters, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you're sitting two, uh, two by two in the rows, and it just looks like it would be less fun that way to me. Also, the submarines were closed for refurb while we were there. So the only things open in Tomorrowland were Star Tours, which is exact same as what we have here in Florida, and Buzz Lightyear's um, Astro, Astro Blasters. Blasters. Yeah, I want to make sure I got the name right. And I enjoyed that. And but, Astro you know, Orbiter. It's, and Astro Orbiter, which, which we is did like not write. in the hub. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. But when you kind of think about how the castle is the gateway to Fantasyland right there at the hub, the Astro Orbiter is right there at the ga- at the hub for the gateway to Tomorrowland. Which consequently is far. bigger than the castle, correct? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of it is. It's bigger um, than the castle. Der- Innovations is there as well, which Derek experienced. I didn't do that. Inventions. Intervention, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Innovations uh, are everywhere at Disney. I just went up there to meet Thor <laughs> and Captain America. Everything else just kind of confused me. I didn't really want to take time oh, yeah, to try to get it. Oh, yeah, the meet and greets there. That's, That's right. kind of unique and it different. It is, yeah. Because you can't is. do that here in Florida with the Universal deal. Right. So but. I think when we go back, if we ride the Nemo subs, that will help to boost up Tomorrowland for me. But overall, I was disappointed. I was really kind of sad, and I knew this, but I guess I kind of forgot. They didn't have, like, a TTA there, which... To me, the TTA is such a wonderful they used little to. attraction. They did. They, they don't. And the track's still there. They switched to some sort of... Rocket rods. Could, yeah, rocket rods that were really fast. But yeah, uh, apparently, apparently they were really loud and people hated them. And they broke down yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, I need a TTA in my Tomorrowland because yeah. I enjoy just the subs, taking a breath and relaxing. Even mm. though we couldn't ride them, they were really beautiful. Like right there beside the mountain, that really pretty lagoon with the blue oh, water yeah. and the yellow. It really Gorgeous. looked nice. Did they have the so. lagoon at Fantasyland and the Magic Kingdom when we went for our first time? No. No? I don't that remember, was I don't remember when covered. they filled it in. No, it was already filled in with the Pooh's Play Place or whatever that was when oh, we yeah. went our first time. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as attractions go, I mean, you're going to compare some. Like, we've already done Space Mountain and stuff, and it's a small world. It's different. Like, they've added Disney characters to theirs. But I don't think any of them are enough to... You, you can definitely say this one I prefer, but I don't think it's enough to really... Talk mm. about except Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to just say that. Oh, my word. I've always liked Pirates of the Caribbean, but it, now it's one of my favorite attractions because it, I just loved it. Like, you start in the kind of bayou area. It's peaceful and calm. There's an animatronic playing his audio animatronic playing his banjo. And then there are two drops. And then, like, all these caverns where I know it's the same in Disney World, but you get that thought of how did they fit all of this Mm-hmm. down here underground the caverns are so extensive and detailed and then after three or four minutes you finally get to the first scene that you see in disney world with like the ships and the pie or the uh black is a blackbeard or i Davy think Jones. now it's, it's barbosa there too. now it's barbosa yeah. okay it's one of the two yeah. and then you know you then you see the ships with all the people fighting and then the pirates in the city and oh you like mean that. the little waterfall effect yes that thing. that's blackbeard yeah. okay yeah yeah i mean at least here i don't know about there oh yeah yeah it is I, there I too no it was davy jones there maybe it, it was, was davy jones yeah, i think it was yeah uh yeah pirates of the caribbean oh I, my I think gosh. I, as much as i would love a longer pirates of the caribbean though the queue for hours is one of my favorite cues yes. ever. Do right. sacrifice the queue there. That is true. You're Another right. ride, though, that I think is enhanced and a little better at Disneyland, and this is just a recent thing, is Big Thunder Mountain. They have the explosive effects now, which mm-hmm. 
at the first time I saw him, I thought it was real fire that they shoot at you, and mm-hmm. I was like, "We're gonna die!" Like this is not, you know, you have that brief uh, freakout moment, <laughs> but they're great. And also, I prefer you know the the Disneyland's Small World. One, it's the original, but two, I Did just you? felt like, yeah, I felt like the ride was a little That's more. That's not what you said there. No, the only thing I didn't care for that I like better in Disney World is the end because they don't have the goodbyes in the end like what we have. That goodbye part is what makes you like that. Well, I mean, it's just a nice it's little It's like thing. a little bathroom. They've stuck yeah. some signs in. <laughs> yeah, see, no, I like, well, see, Disneyland, I didn't, I didn't like the Disney characters. Like, some really worked as small world type puppets. But, like, the yes. Little Mermaid scene, it was just straight up an audio animatronic flounder basically taken from the Little Mermaid ride. Like, they did nothing to try to Mary change Blair, it. Not in the Mary Blair style at all. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, that is true. I mean, it, okay. it was fine. I changed my mind. <laughs> like I said, it wasn't enough to like make me angry. And also, it doesn't have the, <laughs> the flooded caverns. Like you're basically in like a in a boat in a in a flume. Oh, a, well, it's just a channel. It's a yes. channel, yeah. So on either side of you, it's dry, almost like a log ride. But then you're in like you see Weird. the sides. I, I, yeah, and they're also like since I know it was built for the World's Fair and then moved to Disneyland, but that means that it didn't quite fit the space. And they're like on the left side, you'll see a scene with children singing, but on the right side, it'll just be a black wall with like an exit sign. <laughs> so oh, that's a, that's a little strange. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, I still enjoy the ride. You're supposed to turn your head and look at the scene on the left, I and understand. not look at the black wall on the right. I understand, but I my attention diverts sometimes, and I have to look. <laughs> But, I mean, so, I still uh, love the ride. I just had to prove my point with all of those reasons. Lastly, uh, I'm, I'm, you can tell me talk about how this how long, but this is the last question I kind of had was unique attractions that they uh, that, that Disneyland has. That, and I'm not talking about, you know, like Heimlich's train or, yeah. or something. Major attractions that, uh, that they have that we don't. And one that comes to mind is the Indiana Jones Adventures. Did you uh. guys get to ride that? Absolutely loved, loved it. it. I wrote. Now it's I've been so to Disneyland good. before, and I remember that being my favorite ride from the last time I went. And nothing's mm. changed. It's it's incredible. And it's first, basically the same ride system as Dinosaur. Yes, because sure. the first time we rode it, I kept in my head carrying, "We're not going to make oh, it. Yeah. We're not going to make it." Yeah. yeah. But after the second time, though, oh, it's so good, and it just it feels even though it's the same ride track to me, it feels so much bigger yeah. than Dinosaur. I agree. I, I would love that theme. The Indiana yes. Jones temple jungle theme a lot better than dinosaur. But I and love dinosaur. Yes. I love dinosaur. I really do. But you know, it's so dark that sometimes you're just driving through darkness, which I get is the point. Um, yes. But Indiana Jones, it's all lit up all the time, so you see yeah. the room on the Very other elaborate. side, and yeah, it's neat. Even though they have the original Tiki Room there, I prefer the Florida Tiki Room hmm. than over the Disneyland Tiki Room. I just feel like the theming is a little more. Better at the dis- at a little more better. It's a, it's a little <laughs> more better. better. Mo butter, mo better. Oh, and one of my favorite things at Disneyland, and this made me shout: Mickey and the Magical Map. Oh and yes, I am a sucker. This for- is stage show. Stage show. I am a sucker for a princess medley. I mean, Fantasmic. My yes, favorite part is the Beauty and the Beast. Little Mermaid, Snow White, Medley. They have a princess medley in the show that I about shouted. And it starts out with, don't be, don't judge it yet. It starts with Pocahontas singing Just Around the River Bend, moves to Mulan singing Reflections, and ends with uh, Rapunzel singing I See the Light. And they, oh. They mesh them together at the end. The song ended, and in my head I was like, that was nice. Jeremy looks at me and says, 
oh my gosh, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I am a sucker for a princess medley. You mash up some princess songs and you got me and they got me. You just said like two of my least favorites, but I'll go with you there. Uh, No, no, listen, you say that, but it's so good. It really is good. And one thing I noticed in both parks was that the oldest show they have is probably newer than the newest show at Disney World. Mm. I, I don't know. Which just... comes to the the thing that everybody says, and I guess this is the truth because the reason we don't have holiday overlays, the reason we don't do a lot of special things at Disney World, is because Disney World is more. Not saying this is all of it, but it's more of a once in a lifetime people coming from all over the world there. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disneyland does have a lot of locals and a lot of uh, frequent turnaround on people coming back. So yeah, they have to you could tell. Change. Yeah, you could tell. We did get to experience the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay as well, and oh, that right. was great. It was really it cool. It was really enjoyable. I loved it. And we met Jack Skellington. That was fun. We did. Uh, so other you, than, uh, with, as far as the local versus tourist thing goes, I really did notice a difference. Just like talking to people, like people were so casual because they go there all the time. And right. I feel like in Disney World, you know, you get people yelling at the cast members like, why can't I sit here for the parade? My daughter is this You're only probably, time. I think, I don't remember what the I don't know if there are official statistics on it, but it seems like if you're at Disneyland, you know, just in a, if you were in a small group in a show or attraction or something, you're probably with the majority of people there that are there often. Yeah. Whereas at Disney World, the majority of people you're with is their first time ever. Yep. yep. And probably their last time. Yeah. 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 So, other than Indiana Jones, uh, is there anything else that just like is major that just stands out as. Uh, unique attraction or show at Disneyland that we just don't have. Well, I feel like we have to talk about Matterhorn because it's the first steel coaster in the world, right? I think it's the first... In the world. Yeah. First tubular steel roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember enjoying it very much 14 years ago when I went. Well, I don't know if I've gotten older or if the seats <laughs> that they they replaced the seats a couple of years ago, if maybe that was a really big difference. But it is the most uncomfortable attraction I've ever been on in my life. I needed a chiropractor as soon as we got off. I was hurting. Every like time you... I saw a curve up ahead, it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Here it goes. And it's not like the seats. I mean, because it's a bumpy attraction. So it's not <laughs> like they dread redid involved. the – they didn't make the seats where, like, where you, like, just kind of snugly fit in them. It's like a wide bench yeah. for, like – Big people. So if you're skinny like us, you were like bouncing around, and I. It was a you know I love the ride. It was a great attraction. Original. We did it twice. We did it twice, but holy cow, did it hurt? Well, they yeah. have a working yeti, correct? Yeah, two of them. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it works as great as our yeti does. Yeah, I mean the lights turn red or the eyes turn red. Is that Here we what you are mean? sixty years later and uh, multi million dollars more, and the it is the same. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what Walt had in mind. That's what he oh, said. Oh, disco yes. yeti, keep moving forward. Mm. All right. Well, that's really all the notes I had. Those are definitely the biggest differences. Do we'll you... talk about food at another time because yes. we did eat a lot of good food. So much to talk about, but that gives us a good overview of the differences and the comparisons between the two parks. That's right. All that to say, resorts. we are hoping to go back in uh, about a year, yes. all three of us, along with possibly a couple more friends. We don't know yet, but we hope to experience Disneyland in 2015 and celebrate the 60th anniversary, which is right around the corner. Yeah. And I also don't want to give the impression that I've turned my back on Disney World. I will forever love Disney World. I'm just really glad I got to experience Disneyland like we did. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So on that note, let's go ahead and wrap it up and say goodbye. Um, A few notes. Be sure to check us out if you haven't already heard us say it at madchatters.net. Also, like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just look for The Mad Chatters. And please review us whether you like us or not and just let us know what you think. Give us some tips. If you have any questions or comments you would like us to um, reply to, send them to comments at madchatters.net. And now that I'm out of breath, I think that's it. So have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Rest in peace, Maelstrom. Oh, Farvel. Farvel.